Welcome everybody back to another chapter of Keeper of Lost Cities. And let's get right into it. <coughs> Sorry. Sophie needed to pass. She wanted the proper education Fitz had mentioned. She wanted to learn how the world really worked. So she closed her eyes trying to relax enough to concentrate. She reached out with her mind like she had the day before. Bronte's mind felt different from Fitz's, deeper somehow. Like she was stretching her uh, mental shadow much further. And when she finally felt his thoughts, they were more like an icy mutt than a gentle breeze. You're thinking about the, the only one. You're thinking that you're the only one at this table with a, with any common sense. She announced, and you're tired of watching Kenrick stare at Orly. Bronte's jaw fell open, and Kenrick's face turned as red as his hair. Orly looked down at her plate, her cheeks flushing pink. I take it it's right on the nose, hiding a smile behind his hand. Bronte nodded, looking angry. Uh, um, incredulous at um all the same, t- incredulous. How c- how can that be? The ancient's mind is almost impenetrable. The key word in that sentence is almost, Alden reminded him. Don't feel bad. She also breached Fitz's blocking. Guilt uh, trug- tugged at Sophie's conscience as she watched Fish- Fitz flush red, especially the way Gr- Bronte grinned as and said, Sounds like Alden's golden boy isn't as in... Uh, infallible as everyone thinks. It's more likely Sophie is an exceptional special. Exceptionally special. Alden corrected. Fitz also also saw her lift more than ten times her weight with telekinesis yesterday. You're kidding, Kenrick gasped, recovering from his embarrassment at her age. Now that I have to see. Sophie shrank, in, shrank into her chair, but I don't know how I did it. It just sort of happened. Relax, Sophie. Don't try it. So, uh, not, why not try with something small? Alden pointed the crystal goblet in front of her. That didn't look, sound too hard. And maybe it was like her telepathy. Another sense she had to learn how to use. She replayed the ancient trembling. Uh, the ancient... She replayed the accident, remembering the way she'd found the strength deep inside her and pushed it up through her fingers. Could she do it again? She raised her arms and imagined lifting the goblet with with an invisible hand. Nothing happened for a second, and her palms started to sweat. Then something pulled in her stomach, and the glass floated off the table. Sophie stared at the goblet in wonder. I did it? That, that, that's it? Bronte scoffed, unimpressed. He needed more. He needed more? Seriously? Give her a second. She's still getting used to her ability. Alden put his hands on her shoulder. Take a deep breath and relax. Then see what else you can do. And remember, your mind has no limitations. Unlike your physical body. Alden's calm confidence gave her the courage to try harder. She tried to think about the clue she was giving her. No limitations. What did that mean? 
Maybe she could lift more than one thing at once. She blew out her breath, uh, uh, pretending she had five more imaginary hands to extend and tug her tug in her gut felt sharper but it was worth it when other, when the other five goblets rose like crystal crystal flying saucers kenrick applauded uh excellent control her cheeks grew warm with the purse thanks bronte snorted it's a couple of glasses i thought she was supposed to be able to lift 10 times her body weight sophie bit her lip she wasn't sure how much more she could handle but she was determined to impress Bronte. She must be stronger than she realized. How else could she have stopped that? the lantern? She took another deep breath and shoved every ounce of force she could feel in, in her core towards the empty chair next to Bronte. A collective gasp ran in the air as three chairs floated off the ground, including the one Bronte sat on. Incredible, Alden breathed. Sophie didn't have time to celebrate. Her stomach cramped from the strain in her whole blood. And it, um, <clears throat> my bad. And her hold broke. She screamed out as the goblet shattered against the table and the chairs crashed in the floors, knocking Bronte flat on his back with a thunderous collision. For a second, no one said anything. They just stared in an open mouth shocked. But then Bronte hollered for someone to help him up. Everyone burst into a fit of laughter, except Sophie. She had dropped one of the counselors. She was pretty sure she'd settled her future with that mistake. Kenrick clapped her on the back, pulling her out of her worries. I've never seen such a natural talent. You're even a natural at her language. Your accent is perfect. Almost as perfect as these guys, he pointed to Alden and Fitz. I'm sorry, what? She asked, assuming she'd heard him wrong. Fitz laughed. You've been speaking the enlightened language since we leaped here, just like you did yesterday. She was sneaking, speaking a different language with an accent? Our language is ex- instinctive, Alden explains. We speak from birth. I'm sure people thought you were an interesting baby, though no, uh, to... Though to humans, our language sounds like blabbling. Her parents were always teasing her about the noisy baby she was. She gripped the table. Is there a word that sounded like soybean in English? Soybean? Alden asked. I used to say it as a baby. My parents thought I was trying to say my name and mispronounced it. It then even turned it into a nickname. A really annoying one. She blushed when Fitch chuckled beside her. Kenrick shrugged. I can't think of what that would be. Fitz and Orly nodded, but Alden looked pale. What is it? Bronte asked him, still dusting off his cape from his fall. Alden waved the words away. Probably nothing. I'll decide if it's nothing, Bronte insisted. Alden sighed. It's possible, she was saying, slurred in. Slept. Sludrin, but it's a stretch. Bronte's mouth tightened into a hard line. What does Sudrin, Sol, Soldrin mean? Yeah, that's it, Soldrin. Sophie asked. 
Alden hesitated before he answered. It's the proper name for a moon like a rare species of bird. And that's bad because she wait, she hated the way everyone was looking at her. Like she was a puzzle they couldn't solve. Adults were always looking at her that way. But usually uh, she could hear their thoughts and know why they were so bothered. She missed that now. Wait, sorry, give me a second. Oh. It's not bad, it's just interesting, Alden said quietly. Fonte snorted. Troubling is what it is. Why would it why would it be troubling, Sophie asked. It would be uncomfortable coincidence, but most likely you were trying to say your name. You were hearing it all the time, so it's natural you would try to repeat it. Alden said. It was like he was trying to con- convince himself as much as her. Well, I think I've heard quite enough to make my decision, Bronte barked, shoving all thoughts of the moonlight out of her mind. I vote against, and you will not convince me otherwise. Convince me otherwise. Sophie wasn't surprised, but she couldn't fight off her panic. Had she failed? Kenrick shook his head. You're being absurd, Bronte. I vote in favor, and you won't convince me otherwise. She held her breath as all hands turned to Orly for the final vote. Orly hadn't said a word the entire time, so Sophie had no idea where she stood. Um, give me your hand, Sophie, Orly said in a voice as fragile and lovely as her face. Orly's an empath, Fitz explained. She can feel your emotions. Sophie's arm shook as she extended her hand. Orly grabbed it with a delicate touch. I feel a lot of fear and confusion, Orly whispered, but I've never felt such sincerity. And there's something else. I'm not sure I can describe it. She opened her uh, her huge um, azure eyes and stared at Sophie. You have my vote. Uh, I just want to say real quick, um, I have already read every single book. And I'm just asking my brother a question. Uh, it's going to spoil what actually happens. So just skip ahead real quick. Um, and Sorry about the weird cut. I'm not going to actually put that spoiler in. Um, we were here. Sorry. I'm not sure I can describe it. She opened her huge azure eyes and stared at Sophie. You have my vote. Alton clapped his hands together with a huge grin. That settles it then. For now, Bronte corrected. This will be... Ro- Revisited. I'll make sure of it. Alden's smile faded. When? We should wait till the end of the year. Give Sophie some time to adjust, Kenrick announced. Excellent. Alden agreed. Fools, Bronte grumbled. I invoke my right as senior counselor and demand a probe. Alden rose with a nod. I planned as much. I've arranged to bring her to Quillen as soon as we're done here. Sophie knew she should probably celebrate it, but she was too busy trying to decipher the word probe. That didn't sound fun. What's a probe? She uh, uh, she asked Fitz and Alden. Fit, she asked Fitz and Alden led everyone else out of the room. Fitz leaned back in his chair. Just a different way to read your mind. It's no big deal. Happens all the time when you're into telepathy training, which it looks like you'll be. I can't believe you passed. It looked iffy there for a minute. I know, she sighed. Why did Bronte demand a probe? Because he's... A pain? Well, that, and I think he's worried about my dad. He couldn't read your mind. Worried? 
I guess maybe bothered is a better word. My dad is really good, and so I, am I. He flashed a cocky smile. So, if we can't read your mind, it's kind of like, who can? Okay, she said, trying to make sense of it. A sense of what he uh, was saying. But why does he care if no one could read my mind? Probably because of your upbringing. She took a deep breath, reluctant to say the next words. You mean the fact that my family is human, and I'm not. A second passed before he nodded. Emptiness exploded inside her. So, it wasn't a mistake? She wasn't related to her family? And Fitz knew? He wouldn't look at her. And she could tell he was uncomfortable. She choked down the pain, saving it for later, when she'd be able to deal with it in private. She cleared her thoughts, trying to sound normal. Why would that concern him? Because it's never happened before. The warm, bright room felt suddenly colder. Never? No. It was a tiny word, but the implications it carried were huge. Why was she living with humans? Before she could ask, Alden swept back into the room. Sophie, why don't you come with me and we'll get you something else to wear? You'd better change too, Fitz. Sophie hesitated. She should probably make them take her home. Her parents had to know by now that she ditched school. Then again, she was already in trouble. Might as well stall the punishment for as long as possible. Plus, she wasn't ready to go home yet. She needed more answers. Where are we going? She asked as she followed Alden out of the room. Alden smiled. How would you like to see Atlantis? That is the end of chapter 8. I hope you enjoyed. Have a nice week, everybody.